Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance Welcome to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you are tuning in and listening because we have an awesome guest today who is going to educate us and just give us so much information and knowledge. I know that you are going to get value from this episode. Today I have with me Robin Ladinsky, who is a mother of two who are rising seniors in college, and she has been working with families and individuals for over 20 years in a variety of settings, so she's got lots to share. She holds a bachelor's in early education, early childhood education, and also a master's in social work, which is dear to my heart as I have one of those two. (laughs) She is licensed as a clinical social worker, and she has earned several coaching certificates, including one as a parent coach. She helps families from feeling overwhelmed and frustrated and brings them to calm and joyful using her five-step process that we are going to talk about throughout the episode. So I am so excited to have you on. Welcome, Robin. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you because I can't wait for you to just give us all of the valuable information you have. So for the listeners who are not familiar with your work, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into the work that you're doing. Um, well, it kind of started out growing up as far as I just always loved working with kids. That was just my passion. And when I was growing up, all I knew about was becoming a teacher. So I went and got my degree in education. And, but during the student teaching time, I realized I spent more time and energy helping the kids feel better about themselves. 
and my very last quarter, which kind of ages me because they don't do quarters anymore in college, um, I had a professor um, tell me about social work. Of course, he was thinking child protective services and I didn't even know what that was back then. It wasn't talked in the news, but um, I went ahead and did that anyway and discovered the clinical aspect and it was just, that was it. And so all my, you know, intern experience was with children and, and then I discovered later on that one of the best ways to help the children is to help the parents on their stuff because you know, anybody can teach parents how to do a behavior chart and stuff, but it's a lot more involved than that. Yes. And that's having, what gets me excited. Yeah. I mean, you having children, you know, parenting is a lot more dimensional than that. And it's so interesting. I had the exact same experience. I started out going into teaching and then the student teacher part came and I said, oh no, this is not for me. And social work presented itself. So that's so cool that we had sort of a similar situation. Mm -hmm. So in your clinical work, as you were working with um, individuals and parents, um, what did something like consistently come up for you? How did you transition into coaching from that? Um, actually when I don't know what year it is, I've been trying to find out what year this was that she did this show, but Oprah did a show called the secret where she, you know, revealed that book that was called the secret and which was talking about law of attraction. And so I started you know, investigating that and learning that and just one thing led to another and that's where coaching came from for me. And, you know, knowing, having done both there, working as a therapist and as a coach, there is a difference. And I felt like I've been more successful from the coach, putting my coaching hat on. Interesting. And I, I know there's a difference. And I think people sometimes, especially now with the abundance of new coaches that came out during the COVID <laughs> experience, um, can you just break down like what the difference is between a therapist and a coach? Okay. Well, a therapist will tend to focus a lot more on your feelings, um, you know, and then that's kind of like how you move past wherever you are is just even acknowledging your feelings, just talking about rehashing the thing, the experiences over and over again. And that's, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's like a big difference. Whereas coaching um, spends more time on looking at where you are and where you want to go and what needs to happen in order to get you there. And there's many number of ways to do that. It just depends on what you're focusing on, you know, business coaches are going to work a little bit differently than a general life coach or a health coach and so forth. But there are some common threads as well, depending on your training. Yeah, exactly. And I always sort of describe it also that, you know, therapy is about resolving those unresolved issues from the past and how they're impacting your functioning today. Whereas coaching is a lot more action and future-based, like present and future-based. Like you said, where are mm -hmm. you? Where do you want to go? How are you going to get there? And let's, you know, implement some strategies and tools to get you there. So um, I definitely agree with you there. So talk to me a little bit more about the work that you do now. You know, is there like a method that you use? Is there a certain focus um, that comes up for your clients consistently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, based on my experience and what I've learned from all the different families I worked with, um, I, I've created a five-step methodology that I kind of take my clients through and I called it the peace process. 
Um, I like that peace process. Thank that you. Yeah, I will say that the, the word peace came from the parent coaching program, but I've kind of adapted it and make it more my own. I love the word peace and um, so peaceful parenting. Um, but if you'd like, I can just mention what each letter stands for. Yes, please. I, I okay. think our listeners would be really interested. Right. Uh, for you okay. To down. Yeah. Um, so P it stands for pay attention without judgment. And that's kind of just basically looking at what exactly is happening. And there's a lot of different layers to that, that we can talk more about in a minute. Um, E is examine the feelings and needs of you and your child. Um, A is acceptance with empathy. Uh, C is caring communication. And then the second E stands for explore solutions together. You know, as I'm thinking, I, I, as listening to those and that, without knowing the breakdown, obviously, those all seem applicable to everyone, not just parents. Is this a methodology that could work for an individual as well as um, a parent? Like if I don't have kids, could I implement some of the strategies within your methodology or is it, just, is it strictly for parents? Um, it actually can apply to anybody. I just use it because I focus more with parents, but a lot of this, I mean, obviously examine the feelings of feelings and needs of your child wouldn't necessarily apply to everybody, right. but actually most of this stuff can. Yeah, because I mean, and especially I want to break down your, your first P because paying attention is something that I am just an advocate for and I talk all about paying attention all the time. Um, but without judgment, I love that you tied that together because it's so key to take away, I call it the shame and blame, take away the judgment and pay attention to become aware so that you know where you are, then you can start to make different choices. So if you don't mind, if you could go into a little bit more detail, um, I think that would be really helpful for the listeners. Okay, sure. And, and it's funny though, that you say this without the shame and blame. And it's like, cause our society is so into the blame game and you know, blaming, I mean, and it's even more prevalent in what's happening in today's world, yeah. but, but in general, you know, it's like, nobody wants to take responsibility for themselves and their own actions. And they would rather, it's so much easier for them to blame everybody else. But when you're able to um, look at everything without judging everybody else and just look at how you're contributing, it, it's a game changer. Yeah, accountability, I think, is so key. And I look at accountability and taking responsibility as empowering because you're taking back that control that you have and saying, I can make a different choice. And so that's empowering to me. Um, so, mm -hmm. so yeah, absolutely, yeah. I agree. Okay, so there's um, three different components or, or parts of the P, the pay attention without judgment. And one is um, your past. Now, you know, we were talking about in therapy, traditional therapy, there's a lot of work rehashing the past and stuff like that. And it's, it's different than that. It's kind of understanding how your past is impacting you now. And so that makes it a whole difference. So when I work with people, I, we, you know, do a comprehensive assessment on what the person's past was like, what was it like growing up? Um, what did you maybe learn from your parents about parenting? What did you learn from, you know, what you've observed in other families and so forth and how that um, impacts how you parent your child? 
because there's a lot more to it than you realize that we pick up. You know, Absolutely. a lot of people will say, well, I did it because that's what my, my mom did, or I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it like my parents did, but it's, it's a lot more to it than just being able to say something that simple. Okay. Yeah. And then we, um, the second part is, I'm sorry. Do you find that it's unconscious at all? Like some people, they're unconsciously repeating patterns that they learned growing up from their parents and they're not even aware of it. Or is it, do you find that it's more about I'm choosing to parent like my parent? It's half and half. And when I get to my third part, I'll understand, I can explain about the subconscious part. So you're okay, a little I'm going to be quiet then and let you talk. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. This is great though, because you're already thinking the way I'm thinking about how I do it. Um, so the next step is um, the present and what's happening right now in the moment. And of course, you know, with everything that's going on and, and our biggest stressor right now in, in not just the U.S., but the entire world is this COVID-19. And, you know, how is that impacting our daily life and our interactions with our children? Um, You know, and then there's also just that before COVID, there was still, you know, um, you know, what's going on today? It's it's the child, you know, having a rough time at school. Are there extra amount of schoolwork to do? You know, are they tired or hungry? You know, what's happening in that present moment? And that also plays in. has an impact on how you parent. And then the third aspect is mindset. Now, people have different definitions of mindset. And the way that I explain it to my clients is we all have experiences in our life. And most of the experiences that I'm referring to are those from when we're little, growing up, like under age seven or so. And based on our perceptions of those experiences and keeping in mind that a seven-year-old or four-year-old is certainly going to perceive an experience very differently than adult would. So again, based on those perceptions, we create beliefs about ourselves, about others, and about the world around us and how that all works together. And what we don't realize is those beliefs, we have create thoughts based on those beliefs and we live our life through that lens. And that's where we don't always realize it because sometimes they're, sometimes they're very obvious and then sometimes they're buried at our subconscious level and we don't know what they are. But the good news is they can be identified and then they can switch so they don't run your life anymore. And I have found that that is one of the key components that makes the work that I do with parents so unique is because people don't do that. And it's like, if I come into a, with working with a parent and we all as parents know, I mean, you've always, we all hear consistency is key. Well, if I have a client coming in, knowing that consistency is the key, but has trouble doing that, then let's go and take a look and figure out well, what's going on that makes that so difficult. Because there's some belief back there. Yeah, definitely. And it's so important. I think mindset is almost like a foundational, you know, thing that you have to get into alignment in order to function the way you want to. Because if your mindset is off, 
like you said, your behavior is going to be off and your beliefs are going to reinforce that behavior if it's not in alignment with where you want to go and who you want to be. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when um, a client is shifting their mindset, like so they're becoming aware of the patterns and beliefs that may or may not serve them, how do you support them as they're shifting their parenting and maybe the kids are responding differently because it's like, who is this new parent <laughs> who are, you know, who's, who's parenting in a different way and the kids might be responding differently, the spouse may be responding differently. What do you say to, to parents who are experiencing some trouble from the outside in? Wait, wait, say that last part again? Because so this who may are, have bad sound here who are experiencing trouble from the outside in. So their, their spouse or their kids are like, who is this new person? And they're okay, getting well, this is, Yeah, this is kind of where the magic happens is when somebody changes his or her mindset, then there's different things that happen in the outer world. One is the other people kind of shift along with you. And it's obviously not intentional. It just kind of happens because they're not feeding off of that lens anymore. I mean, they're, they're, they're seeing you as the parent um, exhibiting a different approach and a different outlook. And so they're responding to that automatically. Um, then it could be that things stay the same, but the parent or others in the outer world um, might stay the same, but you as the parent it doesn't give you a charge. So you're a lot more relaxed and more calm and more able to implement the things. What's so beautiful about working with the children or the impact that it has on the children, they like 99.9% .9 of the time follow the parent's lead and automatically shift their behaviors because they're getting what they need as children and even just as human beings. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I love that because children do, they follow what you do, not what you say. And I think when we as people, parents, individuals shift our behavior and create new boundaries, we're teaching people how to treat us. And if we're consistent with that, they're going to respond in a positive way and jump on board with us, which I think then reinforces continuing to engage in those new patterns and those new habits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you as the parent heal or shift your beliefs is really what it is, and, it, and um, then you're responding differently to your kids. You're more able to meet the needs that they have and understand what's going on with them. So if a child is sitting in the, you know, over to the side and kind of crying about something, you know, a parent who was brought up thinking, especially if it's a little boy, because that's, this is a common theme is that little boys aren't supposed to cry, quit crying, what, you know, be a man. And so if, if a parent or a dad grows up feeling that or hearing that and believes that to be true, that he's going to turn around and say the same thing to his child, his little boy and say, tell him to stop crying. And the cycle will continue. And then the child will start to believe that whatever's going on with them is not important, maybe they're not important and so forth, and the cycle just keeps going. But when the dad is able to shift his belief that it's okay for a man to express his emotions, and he is important for his feelings to be acknowledged and heard, 
then he's gonna then in turn, when his little boy is over to the side crying, he's gonna approach his son in a whole different way. And so that will, then the little boy will then feel heard and will feel the connection with the dad. And then there's not gonna be the need to act out. And I think it's powerful because then that changes the cycle and the, that little boy now has a different um, parenting style to then grow up and parent his own children with, right? Because you said that, that the way that you're parented definitely impacts how you parent your children, right? Absolutely. Because then the child will um, create the beliefs about him that his feelings and needs are important and what he has to say is important and that he is a valued person. And so then he's gonna operate his life from that place. And then what shows up for him is going to be more of those type of things. So in a way to kind of, an easy way for people to understand how changing your beliefs into ones that serve you better work is, um, you ever get a new car? Yeah, I have. and then you suddenly see that new car everywhere. Yes. <laughs> okay. So your brain starts when your your brain searches for evidence to support whatever belief that you have. So the beliefs are like the cars, and if the car is old and cruddy and run down, then you're going to start seeing more of those old, cruddy, run down belief or cars. Just like you're gonna, if you've got a belief that you know, your feelings are important, you're going to experience life through that lens and you're going to want to share your feelings, but everything that you see is going to be, people are not going to be paying attention. Then you shift to recognize that it is important. It's kind of like getting the new car. Then you're going to start seeing evidence and the experience, having experiences where that gets validated. I love that analogy that is so perfect the, of a way to explain it because you're right your brain looks for that evidence to reinforce what you believe oh i absolutely love that i think i'm going to listen to it again because <laughs> that was that mm -hmm. was so valuable that was so valuable um yeah so i'm wondering um you mentioned that one of is it the c that's is that stand for consistency no the c is caring communication Consistency is just something that all parents just seem to know is important to do, no matter where you, if you've even had any kind of parent education or not, you just kind of hear that that's important. Right. So in terms of communication, what are some things or some strategies that you help your clients develop or improve upon or implement? Well, that's more of where you're teaching them to, um, ask what's going on and listening and, and, and listening is a big key. It's like not jumping to the conclusions and hearing what they're saying and then communicating back in the same way. Um, and, and doing it with care and consideration for the other person. And what happens too, is when you teach that to your children, then there's, and they're part of that, they're more likely to then interact with other people in that same manner. And they're gonna be, treat them with respect and, and so forth. Um, well, yeah, because you're modeling it need. for them. Pardon me? 
the parent is modeling that for them. So they're teaching by their behavior. And uh, mm -hmm. again, you said the children do, they, they watch what you do and they do what you do. <laughs> and so if you're modeling a positive communication style, they're going to pick up on that and learn from you. Um, that is mm -hmm. beautiful. I love that. I love that. So what are like the top strategies that you recommend that you really stress uh, for parents in terms of improving their parenting and, um, you know, implementing your process? Honestly, the very first thing is, is the mindset part that that P is so key. It's like, if you don't do anything else, it's, it's doing the P of my peace process. I mean, serious. It's like, Hey, look at where your life has been. What have you learned about parenting? And then, and then again, that I would say even the next, the most biggest piece of even the P is the mindset. That's what I have found that works in almost any client, even if they're not coming to me for a parenting issue per se, when we do mindset work, things just change. I mean, just recently, because um, I still see a few therapy clients um, at my job, but I do kind of coach. I put my coaching hat on and do more my coaching stuff because that's what works. And um, this gentleman that I'm working with, his wife was coming in to see somebody else. And I didn't even realize that. And so when I figured out who she was, the next time she was in, I introduced myself. And she was thanking me so much for whatever it was that I had done because now she has so much fun with her husband. They enjoy each other's company. There's laughter. He's so relaxed. I mean, he looks so relaxed, so different when I first met him. And it just, and it's because we went on some mindset. I mean, we barely even addressed the main issue that he came in to see me with. Because we went and did all this mindset work and that really ended up not being an issue anymore because the way that he was looking at his whole world just changed and shifted. That is so powerful because really you're right. When you, sh when you change your mindset, it's almost like you put new glasses on. So you're looking at the world in a whole different vision because you've got these, these new, so it's almost like if you're like, I'm nearsighted. So um, if I didn't have my contacts in or put glasses uh -huh. on and I'm looking far away, everything's blurry. But if I put the contacts on, I can see and it's, there's more clarity. And so that makes mm -hmm. so much sense. That's so empowering. And how rewarding also for you to actually see, you know, your client implement and change before your eyes. That is amazing. Oh, it is extremely exciting and very fulfilling. It's like, that just makes me want to even work harder because it's like, if I can help this person, then I can help this person and this person. And when we can change, so help people change their mindset, what kind of place are we going to have to live in then? I mean, literally the world could be improved one person at a time, which is why I love doing the work as well. I mean, I come from a different angle, but I just, it's, it's so impactful one person at a time. And that's why I always, you know, encourage everyone to, if you can get yourself in that right mindset and get your life aligned with where you want to go and you do that, you're modeling for other people to be empowered and have the courage to do that too. And if we all do that, we could have an amazing world. Exactly. And think too, when, when the parents shift, then that spreads to their children and that even makes it spread more. 
Yeah. Because then, then it's generational and those kids are not going to, yeah, we're always going to have mindset stuff. I mean, I've, I've done a tremendous amount of work on myself. So I feel like I've really reached a lot of the core stuff, but there's still those everyday little things that come up and, you know, when we work on them, you know, I coach with some friends and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, okay. But so we're always have that stuff to do, but if we all came from that same central place that we all are valued and we're all loved and worthy of being loved and we are get to be heard and we don't have to be perfect and we don't have to live by somebody else's standards. What an amazing world we could live. I completely yeah. agree. And I always say <laughs> perfectly imperfect because I don't believe in perfection. I think we reach for excellence, but we always have something to work on. You're right. There's always more exactly. growth. There's always something better that we can infuse. So I love that. What is something that I maybe should have asked you, but didn't know to ask you like something that you want um, the listener to know that I didn't ask about. Hmm. I think, I think we kind of got to it because my biggest thing is the mindset part, you know, and, and, and it can happen as long as somebody's open to the possibility, then they, they the possibilities are endless at that point. They just, you know, you, you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to worry about how in the world could that impact me now? with, a, with a, a, a coach that can really help you get in touch with those belief systems that aren't working for you and help guide you to shifting them, then it, it, that, that's what you need, just somebody to guide you. You're gonna be doing the work, but let somebody help be there to guide you. And because it doesn't, the changes don't just happen between, in your relationship between you and your child. I still remember a lady I worked with, this was years ago, and I still remember this so clearly. And we were checking in at the beginning of our session and she was telling me how things are really starting to connect more with the kids and the behaviors are easier to manage and all that kind of stuff. But she also told me, she said, and you know what? My marriage is even getting better. And I knew she was married, but we never talked about her marriage. And to this day, I still don't even know what about the marriage improved. It just happens. Your health can get better. There, there's just so many things. Yeah, it's like your overall person and life improves when you just start the journey. And I love that you mentioned having a coach to walk the journey with you because, you know, the process is not always easy. And like you said, it's it's process. It's not overnight. And so when you have someone there supporting you, someone who knows a little bit more about the process than you and can help guide you, it's so important. And you you can find success a lot quicker than if you try to do it on your own. So I love that. Well, and the other thing is, as I said a second ago, is, you know, I've got some friends that, you know, do the same type of work that I do, and we'll coach each other. So even here, I mean, I just did that yesterday. You know, it's like, it's, we all, it all, it, having a coach is helpful because it's hard to do it on your own. Sometimes I can figure some of the things out myself, and sometimes I can't, and I need somebody to help guide me. Or I may just be frustrated with something and have no idea what might be underlying it. And that's where a coach comes in handy. 
Exactly. Because when you're in it, sometimes it's hard to be objective because you're feeling exactly. all the feels and thinking all the thoughts and someone else can just ask you one question and you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. That makes complete sense. And it can shift you. So yeah, I agree with well, you. Well, it reminds me of something that, that I heard about Michael Jordan, who we know is probably the absolute best shooter out there. And an interviewer asked him about why he had a shooter coach because after all what in the world could a shooter coach teach michael jordan okay so he holds his hand up behind his head and he says can you see my hand and the interviewer's like well of course and then michael jordan says well i can't so the coach helps you see stuff that you can't really see that is a beautiful picture i love that Thank you I borrowed that. it from my coach. She said I could use it because <laughs> I, I love that. the exact same thing. It's like, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that, that's so clear and, and having that picture. And I think also what you just modeled is when you learn something good that helps you, then you can pass it on to your children, to your spouse, to, uh, you know, other friends and colleagues. I mean, I think that's mm -hmm. wonderful. When you learn something new, you can't unlearn it. So pass it on, you know? Mm-hmm. So what are your last thoughts for us? What do you want to leave the listener with? Um, be patient with yourself. Um, know that you are doing the best that you can do based on your specific circumstances and your belief system. Okay. Cause you don't know what you don't know. But if things are not working out the way you want, if you're tired of the battles, if you're tired of the yelling and the screaming and the disrespect, there is help out there. And it's not, you know, the generic, let's do a behavior chart. And, and I'm not saying those never ever work because sometimes they can be helpful depending on the situation. But for the most part, that's not what it is. And it's not the punishments. Um, you know, the timeouts, and I know people, so many people love timeout. I, I, I got to throw this one in there to explain why I personally am not comfortable with timeout is because we as humans, we all want, hum we want connection. And we're, we're telling our child to go sit over there in the corner and think about it. At some level, there's a cruelty to that because that child more than anything wants to be connected to you and you're sending them away in one of their most vulnerable spots. And then, and I can hear parents saying, well, when they're doing this and this and this, that there's other ways to interact with. And I, you know, it's too much to go into detail on that because a lot of that, when you do your mindset work and you approach parenting from a different perspective and different point of view, then you're not going to have the type of battles that so many parents have. Yeah. So you like, you eliminate the, even the need for it because you almost with your mindset shift and your parenting style shift, it sort of takes away that, that whole situation. And I never thought about timeouts like that. You know, I, I have dogs. People I don't have don't. kids. Yeah. yeah. And I, so the dogs, when they do something wrong, we isolate them. And that is like, because they're very emotional. Akitas are very emotional uh, dogs. Mm -hmm. And that is like devastating for them. But for a child, even more so, because those imprint on our our emotions, our brains unconsciously. And so with children, that stays with them. So that's that's a really good point. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. 
So if people want to work more with you and, and learn more about these nuggets that are just incredible, where can they find you? How can they reach you? Well, actually, I created a separate page just for the listeners here. That and, is so cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So they can actually go to uh, peacefulparentingjourney.com forward slash I'll forget are you sg or wait sd right yes sd um podcast oh pod sorry sd pod and i will put and the that, link in the show notes so everybody can just click and go you don't have to remember okay that. good <laughs> <laughs> I, I created that a while ago when you and i first talked about doing this and then i kind of forgot what the actual url was but yes it, it is specifically for this show and um, when you go there you'll um, see where you can download an ebook called um, Secrets of Successful Parenting. And then you'll also have the opportunity to, where you can sign up and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me, you know, and I call that a parenting breakthrough section. And where we can just, you know, take a look at what's going on in your circumstances and, you know, see if we might be a good fit to work together or, give you just some guidance on where to go and, and that type of a thing. So um, that's that how they can find me. And even when they go to that page, there'll be a contact button at the bottom. And so somebody can contact me directly that way if they have any specific questions or, hey, if they have a group of moms or parents, not just moms, but parents in general that they want me to come and talk to, I can do that and, you know, do it virtually as well. That is amazing. Thank you so much for that. That is so generous. And I encourage everyone who's listening or watching, definitely take advantage of that. Um, and I love ebooks. So that's so cool. Thank you so much. I am You're just welcome. so, I'm so grateful that you had the time and we were able to coordinate everything uh, to come on the show and, and give us all of this really, really great information. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Well, thanks again for having me. I, this was really cool. And, yeah. I, and I hope that some, you know, parents who are listening will pick up something from this that can help them because that's part of my mission is just to serve the parents out there. And however it is that I can help with the parents to impact the children, that's what I really want to do. I love that. I love that. Well, listeners, we are at the end of our time. So as I always say, keep walking, always keep walking, because if you keep walking, you will reach your destiny. And on the journey, always, always choose gratitude.